Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us once again for Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Susan McDonald. She's joining us here as a board-certified ophthalmologist, co-founder, and CEO of i She's joining us to discuss i mission to eliminate preventable blindness in sub-Saharan Africa through strategic partnerships with the local medical community and ophthalmic training institutions. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Susan McDonald. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Neil, and thank you for the opportunity to allow me to tell your listeners more about i and blindness in developing countries. Well, tell us about i and what it was that inspired you to start this organization. Well, thank you. Um, i is a nonprofit. We are approximately seven years old, so we're young, and we, we were created by a number of female ophthalmologists and nurses that we were working in uh, sub-Saharan Africa doing global outreach for cataract surgery. And we felt that progress was not being made the way we felt it should be moving forward. So we had a lot of discussions and decided that we really needed to um, help facilitate the building of the infrastructure necessary for education and the practice of ophthalmology in Tanzania. We've heard a lot about health inequities, especially in light of the uh, pandemic. Can you please describe for us the health inequities, if there are any, in rural sub-Saharan Africa, and how does this impact women and their families? Absolutely. Um, you know, in rural Tanzania, for ophthalmology, for eye problems, say you have a cataract and you've gone blind, or you have children that uh, need glasses to see the board in school, there is very little eye care available. In fact, there's less than one ophthalmologist per one million people. So it is very possible with a person that has cataracts that they may go blind and they may die blind without ever having access to care. Now, in the United States, it's a very different story. If you develop a cataract in the United States, you see your ophthalmologist and within 30 days you have a surgery and your your vision's restored. You even can choose what type of lens you want, a multifocal lens, a lens to correct astigmatism. That does not exist. And what does vision losing your vision do to a family? Well, vision impacts you in many different ways, losing your vision. It, it, it is known to cause depression. Your life expectancy is reduced. Your ability to take care of yourself uh, safety-wise is um, challenged, and your ability to contribute to the family's finances is also taken away. And when you're looking at families that are on the border of poverty or in poverty, when you when one person goes blind, it's usually that person plus another person that gets pulled out of the workforce or pulled out of school. And so 
you, you see a real tipping further into poverty. And then you also see if it's a child that's not going to school anymore, you see that their chances of earning a, a decent living in the future are compromised because they're choosing to take care of their loved one. So that impacts the family and the community, the greater community. Talk about some of the other benefits of ending preventable blindness in this area. Yeah, well, well, I will say this. Um, blindness is um, limits your um, your orbit. You stay very close to home, and you really um, cannot contribute. So I, that, I believe, is probably one of the... Um, biggest changes you can see is that the joy that somebody, when they get their vision back, that they're able to just be much more interactive with their family members or their their community that they're in. So you see a um, person who may have kind of pulled into themselves, again, um, either babysitting, going back to work, um, and just finding more joy in their lives as well. Tell us exactly how ICOR is building a sustainable model of eye care in Tanzania and why is sustainability a critical factor here? First of all, um, we saw that there were three major barriers for young ophthalmologists to start practicing their craft. And in fact, I was I was really stunned when speaking to the faculty at Muhumbili University, where they estimate about 50% of their graduates are not operating or practicing ophthalmology within five years. Mm -hmm. So in order to create a sustainable system, you need those young residents to be um, aided in developing a practice. And so what ICOR has done is identified the barriers and the challenges those residents have by practicing in a more rural region. And those are very simple. It's equipment, and the equipment for an ophthalmology office, a modest office, is about two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. So residents are not they are, they don't have the funding for that, and so they don't have the equipment. The second piece is that, like all of medicine, you really after you graduate from your residency program, you're still on a learning curve, and that learning curve can be aided by your partners, um, your mentors and um, continuing medical education. We're all lifelong learners. But if you're being placed in an area where you do not have access to um, easy access to Wi-Fi, you don't have easy access to continuing medical education, nor do you have a a, a senior specialist to help um, guide you in your surgical uh uh, acumen and developing your skills, it's very hard to practice. And so we really think that that mentorship and that continuing medical education, along with providing equipment, is a way to really, those are the building blocks of developing a practice. 
What would you like our listeners to know about i and your mission? What's the main takeaway that you'd uh, like to leave our listeners with? I would love your listeners to know that by giving a person back their vision, you're giving them more than sight. You're giving them an opportunity to be more productive, to reduce their uh, dependency on their family members, which can increase the family's ability to um, be financially solvent. And um, you're actually extending their life expectancy and adding joy. And, um, you know, you look at this world and if we could all add a little joy and reduce some poverty, it may um, at least make your heart grow. And also um, that's how change happens, right? One person at a time. Give us a website where listeners can learn more, please. Sure. It's I-Core, E-Y-E-C-O-R-P-S dot O-R-G. Dr. McDonald, uh, Susan, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio, hoping that you'll return someday. I would love that. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Susan McDonald. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spotify. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.